Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dennison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the show. Indiana goes on the road to Michigan and logged a very important early Big Ten Conference victory. And I think if you look at the Big Ten standings right now, is Indiana the only 2-0 team? I think you'll see their name at the top of the conference. Obviously, I'm joking. It's early. Nothing is cemented yet. But uh, a big stretch here for Indiana. I did not think uh, a few weeks ago this team would be 2-0 in conference play. And a nice win at home at Maryland on Friday night. I thought a very nice second half uh, in the game at Michigan last night and Indiana uh, rolling into a couple more non-conference games before getting back at it in the Big Ten Conference with a 2-0 record. We'll get into that game coming up a little bit uh, later here today. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here on this big rivalry week of high school basketball, new Floyd Central coach Fonzo White will join us here in just a moment. Uh, he's guided the Highlanders in three games so far this regular season, and his next one at Floyd Central, New Albany rival coming to Floyd's knobs. It'll be a fun game, a packed house expected for that one, and a great, great thing each year for Southern Indiana High School basketball is the New Albany and Floyd Central game. So we'll talk with Coach White not only about his preparations for that big game the first time as the new coach, but also how things are going so far here in this early season for the Highlanders. Later today, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star will stop by. We'll recap last night's IU-Michigan game. We'll talk about what's next for IU basketball. And of course, you know, Dustin's main job with the Star is covering the Indiana Pacers. And I don't see a lot of NBA. I don't watch a lot of the Pacers, but they are playing good basketball. They are on a roll and they have some real support behind them. Could this Pacer team finally bring NBA excitement to the state and be a playoff team? Could they finally have a stud, a star, and Halliburton? Man, he is off to an amazing start this season. So we'll talk with Dustin about all of that and more. And then later in the hour, always on Wednesday, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is with us. We talk the latest in local sports. We'll get his read on Floyd Central New Albany Friday night. We'll talk about some of the other happenings this week in boys and girls basketball. And Sean East continuing to play really well well for Missouri. Uh, Josh has written a lot about that. We'll chat with him about Sean's success uh, in the SEC basketball so far this season. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Check out Honey Baked Ham today for lunch. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something to take home as well. They have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be 
glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Are you going to the New Albany Floyd game this Friday? What are your thoughts? Did you watch Indiana last night? Anything to sound off about that? Always love to hear from you, 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and send us a text on the Thornton's text line. Let's get to our first guest today, Fonzo White, first-year coach at Floyd Central. Coach, great to have you with us today. Hey, thank you, Matt, for having me on again today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Coach, I know you are off to a start this season, finding out what you have at Floyd Central, working to build that program. And we'll get to your team and some of the things that you've done to help get the program rolling. But uh, what about this week? Is there a different feel around Floyd Central High School as a first-year coach that's no stranger to leading a varsity program? Uh, have you begun to understand this new Albany Floyd Central thing and how much it means? Yes, yes, Matt. I mean, it's a very busy time this week. Monday started off, you know, the kids were excited and, you know, it's just getting an understanding of the rivalry that goes on between the two schools. And, you know, everybody has their opinion on how things should be and how they can be. But, you know, again, like I tell guys all the time, you know, we got to be more concerned with what we do here at Floyd with our execution and the energy that we bring. But, you know, it's great to see Coach Jones and those guys had got to a good start. Uh, my coaching staff got out over the weekend and managed to catch one of the games of theirs. And so, you know, we're just trying to get our stuff ready and prepare as best we can to be ready to make it a great game. Fonzo White, coach of Floyd Central, joining us to start this Wednesday program. Coach, before we talk about your team this season, uh, I've noticed and have heard good things in the offseason leading up to the school year and leading up to the start of this high school hoop season. You've done a lot of program building things. You've worked with your high school kids. You've had some new opportunities for them and their families to get closer to you in the program. And I think the same has been said or could be said for your younger players in the Floyd Central feeder system. It's a big job coaching it's not just friday and saturday night games and practices through the week there are all sorts of things that go into this to do it the right way can you tell us some of the things you've done since you've been there and uh, maybe what the life is like year round of a high school basketball coach it's not just talking about and preparing for these big rivalry games yes sir uh, i mean first and foremost i mean when we got to school school started in august you know we start out with preseason program and you got to always lay that stuff out the right way but also you know it's a fast sport when you get into you got to be able to get together your travel teams and have tryouts for them so that way you can give your younger kids a chance to develop at a high level of competition so we, we had that around october where we got our four travel we got eight travel teams now that we have that compete third through sixth grade and then just getting into the season just helping out with the guys and trying to get the guys prepared. And we, we started off the season to kick our season off, not only with our green and gold game, but the night before the green and gold game, we had a jersey ceremony where it gave us an opportunity to find out from the parents, you know, what type of guys that we have in our program and what their best value is and how the parents see them. And, you know, it's just one of those times where we can come together as a Floyd Central family and build our relationships a little bit stronger so that way throughout the season – when we go through the ups and downs of the season, that we all still stand by each other. Uh, and then just getting into the season, 
you know, we, we started off with uh, Silver Creek, you know, which is a tough game, and we're starting to learn a little bit more about ourselves. And we went over to Meade County. We got the win. But then we went to Richmond. We played a competitive game against Richmond. And, you know, and I told the guys, I said, after three or four games, we'll know who we really are and what we're capable of doing. And, you know, the sky's the limit for us, you know, what we got and the kids that we have in the program coming through. Coach, I tell you what, I was looking at your schedule this morning in advance of our chat today, and you started off with Silver Creek, a tough game on the road. Silver Creek off to a nice start this season. Go all the way to Richmond, which is quite a haul for a regular season game. Then, of course, the rival New Albany this Friday. Castle, always a good 4A program out of the pocket city area of Evansville. Then the following weekend, you go at Providence, who's strong this year. Bloomington South at home, always a perennial team to watch at Indiana High School Hoops. Evansville Harrison, you're there before Christmas. They have been off to a great start this year. Might be the best team out of Evansville. And then you close the year, the 2023 portion of your schedule with Eastern Pekin and then a trip to Southwestern Hanover. I tell you what, between November 21st and December 20th with Harrison especially, that is quite a run of it, Coach. Yes, yes. I was just looking online and somebody called me yesterday and they was like, hey, you realize you're playing the third toughest schedule in the state right now with this stretch of games. And I'm like, you know, we wouldn't have it no other way. I mean, you want to play the tough competition, you know, whether you win or lose. You just always want to play the best of the best so your kids can see what their full potential is. And, you know, it challenges us as coaches to prepare ourselves and, you know, to get ourselves in the right mindset to be able to compete night in and night out like that. And again, all these games along the way are lessons to get us to the finals, you know, of what we what our final goal is, which is, you know, hopefully a state championship. Fonzo White, Floyd Central Boys Basketball Coach, joining us here on this Wednesday program. Coach, what have you learned about this team and maybe some of its players so far this season in the win over Meade County and then the two losses so far this year? Well, we, we got to do a better job, first and foremost. And I, I told the kids yesterday, you know, if we can control our turnovers, limit ourselves to 10 or less turnovers tonight, and, and we're starting to get better at handling the ball a little bit better and handling pressure a little bit better. Uh, in the Richmond game, I mean, they brought a lot of pressure to us in the beginning, but then they realized that we were just a bit faster than what they expected, and they had to come out of their press, and they didn't end up pressing us the rest of the night. So, you know, we have some key guys that are starting to step up. Uh, Tristan Robertson, who was the quarterback of the football team, I mean, he had eight assists against Richmond, and he's starting to figure out his way. And I just told him, I said, do what you do. He, he throws a football on a football field. So basketball is no different. You're trying to find receivers going down the basketball floor to get the ball in the hoop, which is your end zone. And I said, just find guys. That's all we need to do is find guys. And then uh, Brock Conrad is a junior that has significantly stepped up for us, especially on the inside. I mean, the kid's very strong, you know, a track athlete. And the good thing is with multi-sport athletes, they understand the different dynamics and concepts that go into preparing for different games. Coach White, you were mentioning some of your key guys so far this season. I think you've had a good mix of some upperclassmen, some with experience, and then even Landon Reed, a freshman. I noticed he was in double digits in the game at Richmond over the weekend. So there's somewhat of a balance, I believe, when it comes to who's contributing, both young and old and maybe inexperienced at the varsity level and then those that are experienced. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Nathan Russian is our is our senior, uh, along with you know with Tristan Robertson. But Nathan is a guy that he can help a young guy like Landon Reed. And you know it's good to have Landon in the starting lineup 
because it just shows anybody and everybody that if you come in with the right work ethic and if you come in and you listen and you're coachable, that you have an opportunity to start as a freshman if you can buy into the concepts and pick up the game as quickly as you can. And again, with Nathan, you know, he's just one of those guys that he brings that veteran leadership to our team and he's able to calm the team down when they need to calm down. He's able to step up and score baskets for us when we need a, need a basket. And, you know, there's sometimes where I'm calling one thing and he sees something else that is specifically for him and he'll, he'll call what he thinks is the right thing, which is sometimes it is the right thing for us. And, you know, I got Austin Cardwell, that's another senior, that is starting to find his way and getting a group of things. And then we have the two Floyd twins, uh, Calvin and Ryan, that are also starting to step up and be more of our gritty players for us. Fonzo White, head coach at Floyd Central. Coach, you've been around basketball forever in so many different levels. Uh, I'm always curious when you come to Southern Indiana or when a coach does come to Southern Indiana, uh, what they make of things as far as the rivalry and the fans and that sort of thing. Your head coaching opportunities, Clinton Central and Fort Wayne Lures in the northern part of the state. I'm sure over the years as a head coach at one of those schools, as an assistant coach other places, you've probably been part of some very special rivalries of that geographical location. What maybe were some of those rivalries that you've been involved with other places that were very meaningful to your basketball program, the school, and probably even the greater community, a lot like here in Floyd County? Well, well Clinton Central, I mean, it was always Clinton Prairie. I mean, you always want to be Clinton Prairie. And then, of course, you had Frankfurt there. That was the bigger school in the whole county. And then Rossville, that was north of us. So, you know, Clinton County had some pretty good basketball around that area. But then just going over to Fort Wayne in that Fort Wayne area, I think, you know, every game was a big game. But uh, it's nothing like winning the Battle of the Bishops where you play Bishop Dwanger and, you know, the gym is packed and everybody's in there. But then also when you're, when you're one of the top teams in the sack, which the year that we won it, uh, we end up playing Fort Wayne Snyder, which was a nice rivalry game that we had there to kind of cap off and end up getting us the conference championship up there. But, you know, this, this new Albany Floyd, you know, it, it's, it's a new thing and it's a different beast. And, you know, I, someone mentioned to me this morning that it's one of the oldest high school rivalries in the state. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's great. You know, when I travel around New Albany or in the Floyd's Knobs area, you know, hearing the people talk and, you know, it's, it's a, like a lot of comp- competition here between the people that don't even have anything to do with basketball or any of the sports of the schools. They just love the rivalry. Fonzo White, head coach at Floyd Central. Coach, I know your focus this week has been on your team and preparation for Friday night's big game. Have you talked with uh, Athletic Director Sequera on tickets? Do you have any idea? A couple people have written in and said, are tickets still available? I'm sure that they are, but do you have any idea where things are at with tickets? I, I just know, I know that the student section is, is packing it out. I know that uh, they got the theme of whiteout on Friday night so it's Fonzo's whiteout let the frenzy begin is what they themed it and you know it's, the student body here is just great you know they do the kilt crew they do an awesome job of getting all the students together and coming up with their different cheers and everything and they're they're in the spine right now which is outside the cafeteria and they got t-shirt sales and ticket sales going on right now uh, I know that uh, Mr. Shakira said that they were going to start selling tickets to the general public today for seats or whatever. And I know New Albany already has their allotment of tickets that they're, that they're able to sell as well. 
So, you know, I, I look forward to the rivalry. I look forward to getting the coach against Coach Jones. And, you know, I just watch him from afar. Our freshman team actually plays over at New Albany tonight. So I'll get a chance to go over there and hang out and watch our freshman team play over at New Albany this evening. Great stuff. Fonzo White, a Floyd Central coach. I know that uh, you're still figuring things out hard at work there at Floyd Central, but uh, one of the great things I think about when I, we're going to broadcast a game like we will Friday uh, is a Friday night game, a rivalry game, and at Floyd Central, that band is so good. I know your focus during warm-ups isn't probably on the band. You're focused on your players and how they're preparing and making some final adjustments perhaps, but Floyd Central's band is outstanding, and that really adds to the environment of a high school basketball game, especially a rivalry game like Friday night. Coach, it's great to catch up. We wish you the very best. We'll see you uh, at the uh, Highlander Gymnasium on Friday and catch up with you very soon. Hey, thank you, Matt, and we look forward to seeing you guys and getting a chance to talk to you at the broadcast. Absolutely. Fonzo White with us, the Floyd Central head coach, hard at work guiding this Highlander program and a really big opportunity for his team coming up on Friday night when they host New Albany. And, you know, he mentioned Coach Jones of New Albany. Interesting. Coach Jones, his first year taking over for longtime coach Jim Shannon. It's a battle of the rivalries. It's a battle of new coaches who are getting to figure everybody out and uh, not just uh, the guys that have been around the area for a long time, but both of these guys knew and going through this thing for their first time. So a lot on the line and uh, an important game in the regular season. It should be a lot of fun. I encourage you to get your tickets in advance. I think there's a chance it's a sellout, which is outstanding. And it's hard to think about New Albany Floyd Central recently without letting your mind wander a little bit back to some of the great games when Romeo Langford was there for New Albany, Sean East, Kobe Barnes, Luke Goman, some other really good players for Floyd Central. The regular season games at Floyd and at New Albany were basically always outstanding, but my goodness, I think about some of those sectional battles in Seymour. Uh, Todd Sturgeon against Jim Shannon, Kobe Barnes against Romeo Langford, and so many other important players on both of those rosters. Those were just some outstanding standing years uh, for the new Albany Floyd central rivalry. And you think about it, a lot of the guys playing in the game Friday night, they were very likely in the stands with their families or their teammates of their feeder and travel teams thinking one day this will be us. And that day is Friday night. It will be a big one. It'll be a fun one. We'll be there for the broadcast. The game is scheduled to tip at seven 30 on Friday night. Our pregame coverage will begin around seven Oh five from Floyd Central High School on Friday night. So if you can't make it or you're going to be at another game or out and about running Christmas errands, make sure you tune us in 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming online as well. Uh, we hope that you can join us if you can't be there in person. It's always a big game, and I think I've not seen a lot of either team yet. But I think it will be a fairly competitive game. New Albany 2-2 two two on the season. Uh, wins over Clarksville and Bloomington South. Losses to Evansville Harrison. They must be really good, by the way. I've been looking at their scores and talk with some of the New Albany coaches after that game. They must be really strong coming out of Evansville. And then, of course, New Albany lost 
to Kokomo on Saturday, but they were competitive against uh, Flory Badunga's group from Kokomo, which is a good sign for New Albany. And then, of course, as uh, Coach White mentioned, tough game at Silver Creek, 80-61 loss for the Highlanders. They did win at Meade County and then lost to a solid Richmond team on the road over the weekend. So uh, they're still figuring things out as they head into this rivalry game. We'll head to a commercial break. Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star scheduled to join us next. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Honey baked ham and you all. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill me to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Wednesday program. Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you have a question or comment, you can send it in on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, I like X, and I think we need him for depth, but I think IU plays better without him since he's been out. The offense seems to run a lot better. Um, I get what you're saying. Uh, Tough situation because I do think he's a very solid guard in the Big Ten Conference. So something for Mike Woodson and the coaching staff to weigh. Uh, I'm betting that obviously as soon as he is available to play, to participate, uh, he will be back in there for the Hoosiers. But it has been a good stretch for Indiana. They have looked a lot better in these Big Ten Conference games, that is for sure. And to be sitting here at 2-0 and heading into back into non-conference play, a really good situation for the Hoosiers to be in. We've been unable to connect with Dustin Dopirak so far. We'll see if we can catch him here a little bit later. But Justin Kalen, producer of this show, big IU guy, he's going to talk through some points from last night's game. First off, Justin, react to Indiana being 2-0 and in the Big Ten Conference. Yeah, that's uh, big time. And Coach Woody said it best last night, and that's one of his favorite phrases to say, but Winning road games in the Big Ten is not easy at all. So the fact that they were able to go into Michigan last night, found a way to get the win despite looking very clunky for majority of that game was – I mean, that speaks volumes. You, and you joked about it to start the show. 2-0, and you'll see Indiana at the top of the Big Ten standing. So after two conference games, that's it's never a bad place to be. So, yeah, I was I was pretty excited that they were able to get it done last night. Yeah, I've got them in front of me right now. Indiana with that two and O conference record, uh, they are in in uh, in uh, alone in first place of of the conference here at this early juncture with a number of one and O teams behind them. Uh, of course, that will change soon as everybody has a second Big Ten game coming if uh, they don't haven't already played it. But uh, a lot of things last night, uh, good and bad, to take from the game. Obviously, the huge piece is a road win, and uh, I thought Indiana held strong down the stretch. You know, so many times, Justin, I watch Indiana over the last number of seasons. They get in these close games on the road or at home, and I just don't have the confidence that they're going to get it done. But for some reason last night, I think because maybe of Malik Renew and Kellel Ware specifically, 
but I just felt like Indiana was the better team and that they were going to come out on top. They never uh, let things get too far out of hand. I know they did get down by, I think, six points it was at one point in the final 10 minutes, but immediately came back from that. I don't know what it was. I don't know how to put a finger on it, and I'm curious because you you watch them as a fan much more than I do. Um, I, I felt good about Indiana's chances, even in the bad moments last night. Yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat, and what I think that comes down to, Matt, is the fact that Indiana's got a lot of guys on the team that are not used to losing, haven't done a lot of losing from their high school days. I mean, you think of Mbaco, you think of Cups, who went to a number of state title games, I believe, in Ohio. Trey Galloway didn't lose a whole lot in high school. So for me, it comes down to guys that just want to win, and they've always went, they've always won. So that's what they want to do. They know how to do it. But the fact that they've learned how to do it together, and last night was a spot, and while I I was with you in the fact that I felt good for the majority of that game, even when they went down six or whatever it was, they found a way to win. And that's that's not something that you would think about this team, especially a team that's missing their point guard and Xavier Johnson, your most experienced player. But hats off to all the guys. I mean, it was not a pretty game by any means – one of the worst games I've seen this season, if we're being completely honest. But like I said, they found a way to win. And and maybe you can credit Michigan's fan base to that. There was a lot of empty seats last night, Matt. Yeah, definitely. And I know Coach Howard recovering from a heart procedure, a heart mm-hmm. surgery of sorts. And Phil Martelli, who's obviously an experienced guy, he's been stepping in as the acting head coach. But it was interesting last night. Uh, I don't know if it was the 30-second timeouts or maybe Peacock's commercial breaks aren't as long. But it seemed like there was a lot of focus on the Michigan huddle, probably because of Juwan Howard. He's taken a, a backseat role. He, I guess, is technically kind of considering himself an assistant coach right now, which is really strange. I mean, his health is obviously most, most important, but it's strange to see the head coach there in much more of a subdued role. And there seemed to be a lot of input from different Michigan assistants down the stretch last night, which we see that at times from the IU coaching staff as well. But it's got to be difficult, different for the players, for the coaching staff, when you've got your head coach there, but he's really not himself or really probably can't be himself just yet. Yeah, well, I mean, it was nice to to see him there last night. I don't I don't know how many of his game how many of their games that he's actually been at while recovering from this surgery, but always nice to see him there and yeah, while he's not he didn't have that head coaching role last night, I still feel like he was situated in a spot near the bench where if there were questions from certain players or one of the coaches maybe had a question or Coach Howard maybe saw something on the floor that he thought should be changed. I feel like he was in a good spot to be able to be like, hey, Phil, yo, change this and, and we'll, let's see what happens. So, But, yeah, obviously great to see him back on the sidelines. I, I'm a big Howard, Jawan Howard fan. I always have been, always will be. He, he doesn't have the, I guess, showmanship that you get out of other Big Ten coaches, most notably Fran McCaffrey. So, yeah, I, I've always liked Howard. I, anxious to see him get back to the sidelines, that head coaching role. Phil Martelli, he's, he's not a spring chicken, Matt. No, you're exactly right. <laughs> Justin Kalen, producer with me today, talking IU Michigan. C.J. Gunn last night, his best performance as a Hoosier. Uh, I read this morning on Inside the Hall, Gunn was 2 for 28 from distance going into the game in his career. 
uh, but had a much better game last night. I think his best game of the season for IU. Or he he's got to be a weapon, a tool that Mike Woodson and the staff can rely on somewhat reliably this season if Indiana's going to really turn the corner and hold this momentum, I believe. Well, and that's the thing with CJ. It's got to start with his shooting and the offensive end because, as you mentioned, he had he was 2 or 28 coming in. He hit two threes last night. And while I didn't think his performance offensively was all that great, it's the defense where he really hangs his hat. I think he had four, maybe even five steals in that game last night. He was just everywhere defensively. So anytime you can get takeaways defensively, turn that into fast offense because we have seen this team a number of times this season if they can get that takeaway and get a run out offensively they they have a lot of success in those situations and maybe because that's some of the personnel they've got whether that's Trey Galloway we've seen McKenzie Mbako do better in that regard as well so just use your athleticism force takeaways on the defensive end turn that into offense and I really think CJ Gunn plays a pivotal piece in that second unit when he comes on the floor in terms of defense. Yeah, I agree. Back to Michigan for just a moment. I know IU was far from perfect, but I really felt like Michigan looked like a confused team last night Mm -hmm. without a lot of direction. I'm sure some of that weighs into Coach Howard, his absence and his different role uh, when he has been back or been there at games. But I'm not so sure where Michigan will be at in the conference standings when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And we touched on Doug McDaniel yesterday. He did not have a great game by any means last night. The one guy that really tore Indiana up, and it seems like he tears Indiana up every single time they play. Don't know how he still has college eligibility, but that Cheddar guy. And he always he always throws me off because his name is not spelled like you would think it would be spelled, but he always has a good game against Indiana. He played really well last night. If it wasn't for him in that Michigan uniform, I think Indiana might have rolled away with this game. But he, he kept him in it, kept Michigan close, gave him a shot towards the end. Yeah, I agree. Justin Kalen, my guest. Kale Elware, the great finish, the great block, the great stop, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the game, outstanding move for Coach Woodson. And I guess probably a pretty obvious move, but you've got to do that in the heat of the moment uh, to put him on the ball on the inbounds pass. Coach Woody got a lot of credit from uh, Josh Pastner and the television crew last night. But uh, definitely a good call, and boy, it worked out really good for Kell and IU. Yeah, that's the perfect guy to have on that inbounds pass. And for him to go up and swat that and then get control of it, that was that was so fun. That's really all Indiana fans wanted near the end of that game. Just don't let him get off a shot. And Khalil Ware, my gosh, he's he is so fun. I, I every single game I watch that kid play, I just I like him more and more every single game. And by the way, Matt, I brought up yesterday how his expression never changes. I did see a picture in the post game of Khalil in the locker room, and he had a big smile on his face. I like seeing that as well. He probably listened to the Hoosier report yesterday. Heard <laughs> there you on go. With another great appearance. So, uh, a couple texts on the Thornton's text line I want to get to here, if I can bring it up real quick. Uh, texter said, uh, let's see here, Gabe Cup's first Big Ten road game against veteran guard coming off 33-point game and had two assists to one turnover in 32 minutes. My player of the game. Uh, yes, I thought Gabe Cups was good last night. Justin, I'm to the point with Gabe Cups where I, I think you can classify me as a believer. Um, he, There's no reason he should not be a long-term player in Bloomington. And I can only imagine the type of leader, point guard, and distributor, and offense generator that he will be in years two, three, and four. Well, yeah, and that's the thing about Gabe is he – 
he's a smart basketball player. He's the son of a coach, really good coach in Ohio. So he's got a high basketball IQ. And I, I compare Gabe Cups a lot to, if you watch Louisville football this year, I compare him a lot to Jack Plummer. He's he's not going to make the super shiny, fantastic plays, but he's not going to make a boneheaded play either. Majority of the time, he's going to be smart with the basketball, going to take care of it, going to find his teammates that are open. And he's a really good facilitator. Gabe Cups, for being a freshman, he seemingly he's the one guy out on the floor that always knows what's going on, whether that's offensively, defensively. And I've really enjoyed watching him because he's the one guy that communicates. He'll he'll point at a teammate, hey, you need to be here. You need to be there on free throws or whatever it is. So yeah, I've I've really enjoyed watching Gabe Cups come along. I don't know that we'll see him have a 10, 15, 20 point game this season. I just I don't know that he's going to be tasked with that role here for Indiana this year, but it, as long as he can continue to take care of the basketball, get his teammates involved, I I think yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you. I think the future's probably bright for Mr. Cups. I agree. Another text on the Thornton's text line, the key word Woodson repeats is team. Um, or excuse me, the key word everyone repeats is team. Even Woodson mentioned it was it more than once, no longer just TJD talking about Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely a team effort. I think there clearly are standouts for Indiana that I would pick so far this season that I think have been individually really good. Probably no one has helped themselves uh, individually as much as Kellel Ware with his draft stock. So uh, he's got a lot on his shoulders with what he wants to accomplish and how quick he wants to get there. But that being said, um, I never got the feeling in the past, and I'm not saying that the texture's alluding to this, but I always felt that TJD was a great team player, mm-hmm. uh, and it just happened to be about him so often because he was so good in so many different ways. Yeah, and I think that's what the Texers too alluding to as well. I mean, in the in those TJD years, you had to get him the basketball because he is undoubtedly the best player on your team. And while I feel that way about Khalil Ware this year as well, it, it is more of a team aspect on this team than it was in past years. I mean, you can think of all the guys that get in coming off the bench for this team make made plays last night. I mean, I can think back to at least one play that every single guy made, whether it was Anthony Walker, Caleb Banks, even Peyton Sparks had that nice and one in the second half as time was winding down. So, yeah, you've got to continue to to rely on those guys, trust those guys. C.J. Gunn, another one of those guys that's coming off the bench that you you know just has to be a good basketball player, make good decisions. And just be that team guy. Get everybody involved. Just It can't be about you. Find the open man. Absolutely. Justin Kalen with us. Uh, good stuff on Indiana. Now, Justin, some key non-conference games, which mm-hmm. if Indiana could play as they have the last couple games, I think they can play with or maybe beat Auburn. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't seen the Tigers a lot this season. I don't know about Kansas. Obviously, it's Assembly Hall. It's a home game. Anything can happen. It's a magical place at times. Indiana's been able to play with and even beat people in there that I think over the years they've had uh, no business playing with or beating. But I think Indiana's entering a key stretch here because uh, a neutral site win over Auburn with a 2-0 and conference start under their belt and some momentum rolling their way. That would become an NCAA tournament piece for them if they could get this win over Auburn. Yeah, I'm not so much worried about the Auburn game. I I think Indiana will probably handle business in that one. I am really excited about the Kansas game, though. The fact that they're going to do a stripe out in Assembly Hall and 
in past game, actually in that Maryland game, you could see the signage behind the benches where you're, where white and red are going to go. So, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. There is not a whole lot better than big-time basketball being played in Assembly Hall, and that's what you're going to get when Kansas rolls in. So hopefully the Hoosiers are ready. Maybe you'll have Xavier back, maybe not, although I think this team has proven over the past couple of games that – they can play decent basketball even without Xavier. And like you alluded to earlier, I don't know if it was a text or what, but at times this team looks better without X. So just, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that one. Not really concerned about the whole Auburn game. I think Indiana will find a way to get that done. But the Kansas game, it's got me jacked up, Matt. Yeah, you going? I am not going. No, no unfortunately. <laughs> Although now you got now you put that in my head, maybe I'll look into that. There you go. Well, let me know. Get You can get a ticket for me, and I, I, it'd be a good Christmas present you could get me, Justin. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, that's going to wrap this segment up. Thanks for filling in with no Dustin Dopirak here on the fly today. We'll head to a break. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is next. Lots of local stuff. New Albany, Floyd Central. Sean East at Missouri. High school boys and girls basketball will cover a lot. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Honey Baker. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. Final segment of our Wednesday show. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will be with us here in just a moment. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Texter says, Matt, I like N.A., New Albany, in the game Friday night. I think they have the better team right now with F.C., Floyd Central, being down a few starters until the end of the season. Could be a better matchup Come sectional time. Thank you, Texter, for the uh, opinion. And uh, I guess maybe I would lean a little New Albany just based on some of the early scores and early results, but I haven't seen much of either team. So kind of looking forward to taking things in and formulating an opinion of where things could go for both teams uh, after we get through that rivalry game on Friday night. Josh, welcome into the show. And we got to start there on New Albany Floyd Central Week. We'll do the same with you. What's your opinion? And maybe do you have a pick for Friday night's big game? Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Matt. I would lean a little bit toward New Albany at this point, um, just because of of what uh, you know what I've seen so far uh, and some of the results as well. So, but um, you know, I think it, it'll be a very uh, should be a very interesting game. You know, I, I, I I'm definitely not counting Floyd out. I mean, Floyd could definitely could definitely win, but I think at this point, I would go with go with the dogs. Uh, you know, especially after a after a very solid, solid showing against uh, Kokomo the other night, you know, they had a kind of a disappointing game against Evansville Harrison the night before, but, but came back against Kokomo and, and uh, uh, I think they looked, looked pretty good. You know, they gave, gave the Wildcats, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good game. So I, I go with the dogs at this point, but I, I definitely think it'll be, uh, you know, a good competitive game. So looking forward to it on Friday. 
Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. That's a big one, obviously. That's got a rivalry feel. We'll have the broadcast of that game. But I'm also excited for Providence and Scottsburg on Saturday night, another early challenge game for Ryan Miller's Pioneers, who I think ultimately are going to be solid, very solid, very good this season. But uh, what a challenge after Brownstown to start the season. Now here in early December, a game with Scottsburg. Yeah, no, uh, should be a should be a very good game. You know, uh, two two kind of opposite teams. You know, Scottsburg likes to to kind of get up and down and, and score, and, and Providence likes to play defense. So uh, you know, who knows? Ryan, uh, they might pull it out and uh, you know hold it for a while, pull a little Lula Fave, and uh, you know uh, go play possession by possession. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, you know, Providence would love to love to play that game in the forties and fifties, but uh, Scottsburg would probably like to play it in the you know in the seventies. So. It's a very, very intriguing game. You know, Scottsburg, uh, uh, you know, very good. They're like uh, two or three in, in 3A, and in Providence is number eight in 2A. So should be a very, very big game. You know, I don't think uh, this will be the first home game for Providence. I don't think they've played at home yet. So that'll be interesting, too. But, uh, yeah, it should be a very, very good competitive game on Saturday night. That's definitely the game to watch uh, locally on Saturday night anyway. Talking with Josh Cook, a lot of the things we talk about, you can read about in the News and Tribune, the print edition, or online at newsandtribune.com slash sports. Josh, uh, any surprises so far this high school basketball season? Anything that has caught you by surprise with a team or a player or a coach or something you weren't expecting this season? Uh, well, we've got some teams off to some good starts uh, so far on the boys' side anyway. That's, uh, that's been uh, that's been the biggest surprise. You know, Silver Creek's... Four and zero. They're I think they're number ten in the recent AP poll that came out yesterday. So, you know, off to a great start. Uh, you know, uh, they've got North Harrison and Jennings County this weekend. So, I think they're uh, they're definitely a kind of a somewhat surprising team so far. Uh, I think they've had some things go their way, but uh, they've also not. Uh, you know, I think they've had a starter out the last game or two. So, you know. Um, Four zero. I mean, you can't you can't argue with that. And Christian Academy also is four zero. I think that's not really a surprise. But uh, you know, the, the Warriors are are very solid. Saw them a little bit last night against Clarksville. You know, that was a a good win for them. And then uh, you know, Rock Creek is is three and one, and they lost four starters and you know a couple of key players off the bench. So very uh, that's probably the most surprising team to me so far is Rock Creek. Uh, considering what they lost from last year's uh, Final Four team. So, you know, Chris Brown's team is, is definitely, uh, uh, you know, su- surprising me a little bit so far. And, you know, hopefully they can keep that rolling. They have, they've got a big game. Uh, that's that's another big game on Friday night is Christian Academy and Rock Creek. So that's another one another one to watch if you can't make it to, to Floyd New Albany. Is that, is that uh, Class, a, Class A matchup between uh, two rivals and, and sectional foes? So that'll be an interesting one for sure. Josh Cook, sports editor, News and Tribune. Real quick, before we let you go, Sean East, New Albany grad, having a great season with Missouri. I'm sure IU fans or Southern Indiana natives probably keeping a little extra eye on a team out of the area like Missouri this year because Tamar Bates, former IU player, uh, went there from the transfer portal, and he's had just uh, a mediocre season, I think, at best so far. But Sean East has really keyed them in some big moments, and he's making the most of this opportunity. 
Yeah, definitely. That's for sure. I'm sure some uh, IU fans would like to like to see Sean East in a in, a, in an IU uniform, but uh, you know, he's, he's definitely made the most of his college experience. You know, it's hard to believe that that he's uh, he's still in school and, and Romeo's uh, you know in his fourth year playing professionally, and you know, those guys are in the same class. So, uh, you know, great. It's great to see for Sean. You know, hopefully that means that uh, you know he can he can uh, use this to you know go on and play hopefully professionally if not in the states you know overseas because uh you know definitely maybe he can go to Brayton Hobbs route and play 10 years overseas and you know that, that'd be great uh hopefully that works out and uh, but yeah hopefully Missouri Missouri is definitely a uh you know a team locally that uh people can people can watch uh, you know they're playing the SEC so they'll They'll play Kentucky, and uh, you know that'll be very interesting to see uh, Sean East against Kentucky again this year. So, hopefully, um, hopefully he can have a big game. And uh, before before I go to, I got got to mention tomorrow night's huge uh, girls basketball game: Borden undefeated, Borden against undefeated Lanesville, one versus two in Class A. Borden host uh, host the Eagles. You know Lanesville's won the defending state champs, won twenty three in a row, and uh, you know Borden is just off to a great great start and. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can uh, get a huge crowd there for that game. And Borden, it should start, I think, about seven o'clock. So, hopefully, it'll be a great competitive game, and there'll be a big crowd there. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Thank you, Josh. And I'm so glad he brought that up. How about that? Number one, Borden. Number two, Lanesville in one A girls basketball. Text on the text line. Texter says, really enjoyed the call by Fisher last night. Always listen to him pre and post game, but last night I stuck with him since I don't have Peacock streaming. Thank you for the text. Thanks for listening to the Big X as well. Have a great Wednesday. Back Thursday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm-hmm.